Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, welcome to Right on Radio. This is a very impromptu show. Let me promise you that this is about plans to prosper you in the new year. Now, I want to get something uncomfortable out of the way immediately. The thumbnail I used. It does not look good, folks. I got to tell you, it does not look good, but I'm willing to take a couple risks in life. And I'm going to take the risk because, first of all, I think it's probably controversial enough that it will draw some people in to this show. And this show has an important message for those people. I also know that this is going to be used against me. And shame on those people who use it against me because of the message contained in this very episode. And to the regular followers of Right On Radio, uh, I'm recording this New Year's Eve day. Uh, I've had this burden on my heart to do this actually since about 6 a.m. And... I know some of you would be drawn in just to, well, probably out of horror, going, oh no, please don't let him go down that prosperity gospel. No, it's not prosperity gospel. Now, I want to address just a couple things before I get into the meat of this program. I have never preached a prosperity gospel. I have talked about, uh, and I've created courses on the fact that God does want to provide, and there's biblical ways to handle money. And at the towards the end of this broadcast, by the way, I'm going to share with you one, well, it's not a secret, but it's one of those things that I've never said publicly. It's always been inside the course, and it's really the pinnacle of the course. And I'm just going to give it to you because it's going to make sense and tie almost everything together. Now, I've got a whole bunch of scripture I'm going to be reading. That's going to be the bulk of this entire broadcast. Uh, And I haven't rehearsed it. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I feel in my spirit that the Lord is going to tell you a story through this. And even if you're an unbeliever, hang on. You might want to consider the words in the Bible. You know, there's never been a book like it. never in history. And by the way, it hasn't been wrong yet. And I believe you're going to get a lot of wisdom from this, even if you're an unbeliever and your life will positively change uh, because of this particular reading and these scriptures that the Lord has given me to read to you today. Uh, Why am I putting it out on uh, New Year's Eve? Well, or recording it on New Year's Eve, I'm not sure I'm going to put it out today. However, because it's a good time for reflection and it's a good time to think about the things ahead. It's a good time. Like I always use this time to set goals and you know, um, a lot of you do as well. Uh, you, you're not going to get anywhere unless you know where you're going. So, uh, it's a, it's a good thing to, to set goals, to do them prayerfully and then ask the Lord to help you get there. And by the way, 
Uh, you put your plans before the Lord, he might shoot them down and have something different for you, but he will answer. <laughs> That's his promise, not mine. Uh, anyways, let's get into this. And really, I'm just going to start with one scripture and just set a precedence for this. So this scripture comes from Acts 19, verse 25. He gathered these men together with the workmen of similar trade and said, Men, you know that our prosperity depends upon this business. Now, if you read it in context, it's going to mean something different than what I'm proposing to you today. But in the context of this story that I believe the Lord is going to show you through his word today, um, I want you to just have in the background or the foreground of your mind uh, that our prosperity depends upon this business. And what business is that? Well, let's uh, let's continue. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2. On the first day of e every week, each of you is to put aside and save as he may prosper, so that no collections need to be made when I come. Philippians 4.12, I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstances, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. 3 John 1 verse 2, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper, and be in good health just as your soul prospers. This is a strange turn. Revelation 18, verse 19. And they threw dust on their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Whoa, whoa, the great city in which had all had ships at sea became rich from her prosperity. For in one hour, she has been laid to waste. Matthew 6, 25 to 34. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will or what you will eat or drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky, that they do not soar, sow, nor reap, nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to your lifespan? Proverbs 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. 1 Timothy 5 verse 8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Hebrews 13 verse 5, Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, 
I will never leave or forsake you. I want you to hold on to that verse because that uh, little key to everything it ties in very much so with this. Oh, going back to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Are you getting something good from this already? Give me a thumbs up. I'm telling you, the Lord is speaking to you right here. Uh, James 5, verses 1 through 20. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who moved your fields, will, which you have kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. Proverbs 22, verse 9, whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. See the contrast? Psalms 37, 25, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 60 verses 1 through 22. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and the thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together and they come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult because of the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of nations shall come to you. Proverbs 15 verse 22. Without counsel... Plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers at this day. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. 
Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap, for with the measure you use it, will be measured back to you. Are you seeing a pattern? Luke 16, 11. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? Proverbs 21, verse 20. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Proverbs 28, verse 8, whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. Proverbs 10, verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. James 5, verse 4, behold the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which were kept back by fraud, and crying out against you, the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. Proverbs 28, 19, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. What are you pursuing in life, friend? Brother, sister? Proverbs 13, verse 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Proverbs 22, verse 7, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower, borrower is the slave to the lender. Remember that one he said about do not borrow? Ecclesiastes 5, verse 19, Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. Galatians 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, one will also reap. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to be set their hopes on uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Let's drink water real quick. Actually, let me just continue that. I'm just going to read a little bit further. Provides us everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of what that which is truly life. Malachi 3 verse 10 
bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. First Timothy 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. John 14, verse 27. Peace, I leave you my peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who's called his servants and entrusted to them his property. The one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability, then he went away. When he received the five talents, went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he had the two talents and made two more, but the one who had received only one talent, it dug into the ground and hid his master's money. I wish I'd put more of the scripture. What was, because the one was unfaithful with the task of investing, everything was taken away from that one and given to the one with the most. Proverbs 13, verse 11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Hmm. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two math masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. I want to use the old word for money, mammon, which is the spirit over money. Joshua 1 verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be more careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Luke 12, verse 15. And he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Ecclesiastes 5.10. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity. Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart. Let your requests be known to God. John 3, verse 27. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing 
unless it is given from heaven. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before the obscure men. Uh, just as a uh, reminder, as of January 1st, uh, I'm encouraging everyone in the Right On Radio community to follow along with Proverbs, which is the wisdom of God. Uh, just do one proverb a day. It's going to come out every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're about four minutes in length. Uh, do this. We're all going to grow together. This is how we're going to, part of the way we're going to prosper in the new year. But prospering in the Lord might not be what uh, the world considers prospering. Ah, uh, yeah. Revelation 18, 1 to 24. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immortality. The kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living." Then I heard another voice come from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues, for her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Come out of that system, folks. James 1 verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously without reproach and it will be given him. Second Timothy three, one through five, but understand this, that in the last days there will be, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving God, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lo lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying it's a power. Avoid such people. John 14, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. Matthew 13, verse 22. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and proves unfruitful. Matthew 6, 
19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 13, 31. He presented another parable saying to them, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a person took and sowed in the field. Matthew 17, 20. And he said to them, because of your meager faith, I for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I hope you understood the picture that God is setting forward for you. God wants to prosper you. But you are called out of this world. You work in a different system. You may have been born in the Babylonian system, especially in Western society. You People are watching this from around the world. We've lived in an age of luxuries. And God has no problem with us having luxury. But the kingdom system is you reap and sow. You sow and reap, I should say. What you give out will be given back to you in good measure. We have responsibilities. Is it wrong to have money? No. God has made kings very wealthy. He's made lots of people very wealthy. Can they be trusted with it? Will it corrupt them? Now, there's a lot of benefits of having money. You don't have to worry about the mundane things in life. You don't have to trade your time for dollars. You can give, you can serve at greater capacities. Not everyone is called to have money because with some, it will ruin their life. And also, we do need people just to serve. It's one of the fivefold ministries. We need people to serve. And by the way, um, servants who are just provided, just as the birds of the air, can be some of the happiest people on earth, filled with joy, filled with his word, dependent on God. That's a good place to be. It doesn't matter where on the spectrum you fall. It's where your heart is and where your actions are. Do you seek him diligently? Do you want to go about your father's will who provides you with all things? We are called 
to have a nest egg, to have some savings. We are called to invest as small as it might be or as large as it could be. In the course, and I'm not doing a commercial here. Uh, in fact, I, I probably will in the near future. I'm, it's on my heart to redo the course, Creating Wealth uh, Through Stewardship. Um, it was recorded in a conversation style. I'm going to, I think I could just teach it a lot better. It's going to be the same material and anyone who has purchased it will get it for free. I want to just say that. Um, and I'm going to add some stuff to it, but the course really consists of three things. The first one is your mind. You have to have a faith believe mindset. You have to believe in God. You have to believe that he does provide. And you have to, and so you have to transition the way you look at money because the world has taught you to want uh, to be consumer. God doesn't want you to be a consumer. God is a creator. God wants you to create it. Hence the title creating wealth through stewardship. And it doesn't mean that it, wealth can be measured in many different ways. That's why I read all those scriptures. It's not just money, folks. Money is just a tool. That's it. The course ends with step three, and I'm going to give you step two, which is the crux of all this. Step three is multiplication. We read the parable of the talents and so when God gives you, are you able to multiply it? Uh, it takes some action, folks. Um, I talk about giving a lot, but it's not just giving. It's being diligent and investing in different things. And I actually give some thoughts on it. And now I'm confident enough in my position on crypto and things like that. I'm going to make some statements on that in the very, very near future. But whenever anyone teaches a course on money or anything, I, I haven't seen it, folks. Uh, everyone leaves out the most important part. And that's your management of it. Unless you can manage it, you're never going to have more because it'll ruin you. And if you manage it so good that you're just only about managing it and accumulating wealth, that too will ruin you. So it comes down to one key point in prosperity, not just money. We want to prosper in our health. We want to prosper in our relationships. We want to prosper the kingdom, which is adding more to the kingdom, discipling those into the kingdom. You want to know how to lay up treasure in heaven? There you go. Get people into the kingdom, disciple them into the kingdom. Take territory from the enemy because that's what it is. It's a spiritual battle, but God is the one swinging the sword. We just have to pray and do things according to his will. He does the heavy lifting. But the key 
to the entire management portion. And you can apply this again to your body, apply it to your mind, apply it to your finances. The question is, how much is enough? How much is enough? Because once you determine how much is enough, then you can go about and invest the rest. Or, and it could be if in regard to your body, for instance, how much exercise is enough. If you determine how much exercise is enough, then you can spend the rest of the time that you would have because you just wanted to impress people or something. I don't know. But then you could invest the rest of the time doing other things that prosper other people. Um, by the way, investing in your own health can prosper other people too because if you are a parent or a friend, you can prosper their lives by being around longer. So stewarding your body is important. Stewarding your time is probably most important. And with money, it's really simple. How much is enough? And then anything beyond that, you can invest or you can give. What you sow, you will reap back. Here are the scriptures and uh, take them to heart. And God will prosper you because it's actually his desire to prosper you. I hope this was fruitful for you. If you're watching this, well, I think I'm going to post it New Year's Eve, the day I'm recording it. Um, I'm just going to pray about it. I might post it on Tuesday. I'm just I'm talking to you like <laughs> it doesn't matter. You'll know when it's posted. But uh, I do just consider, you know, New Year's Eve, the change of a calendar. It's another day that the Lord has made. But because we do change the calendar, it's good to look forward to next year. And I'm just going to pray for each one of you right now. Father God. I pray that your word goes forward into the hearts and minds of everyone that you've brought to listen to this particular episode. Lord, the reading of your word. I pray the Holy Spirit upon each and every person. If they don't know you, I pray the conviction of the Holy Spirit that they'll at least investigate and knock at your door and ask the questions, Father God. But for those believers, I pray that this summation of your word will indeed be a guidance for every single person. I pray for their health. I pray for those around, all around them, their family and friends and their health. And if any one of them have taken that uh, magic potion that was offered in the last a couple of years, Lord, I pray for a cleansing of their blood right now. 
because, Lord, you can do it. You're the God of resurrection. This is easy for you. So, Father God, I personally repent of my sins of last year. I pray I sin less. And I pray the same over everyone in our community. I pray you put a hedge of protection all around us, Lord. Keep us in, a, in your fold. Grow us as a community because, Lord, there is safety in numbers and we are a reflection in many ways of those around us. So, Father, I pray for more people to come into our tent and good, strong people that we may also help unbelievers in and to disciple them and do the Father's will. I pray that each and every one hearing this will be abide in your bosom, Lord Jesus Christ. Just like John laid his head on your breast, you are our bridegroom. We love you. Fill us more with your Holy Spirit, only so we can sow more back to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. And don't forget the number one commandment, that is to love your God. But I always say, love your family as well. Love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Here comes the song.